everybody. This is Bill Cameron from The Drive. Podcasts of The Drive are presented by Southeastern Industrial Contractors, now hiring for great-paying skilled trade positions. Call 334-209-6355 to learn more. Thanks for listening. Live from Auburn, the sports capital of Alabama, this is The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com and on Fox Sports Central Alabama at 98.3 FM in Birmingham and Sylacauga. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502 or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Hello everybody, welcome in a wet... Wednesday. Man, the last couple of, has it rained some the last couple of days? And the answer is yes, it has. My my gauge stops at six inches and it's overflowing. So we've gotten a good bit of rain. Hope everybody doing, be careful. Uh, I, uh, there's a severe thunderstorm warning in effect. Uh, don't, you know, it's not as likely and we were fortunate yesterday. It's not as likely that there's going to be damaging winds but be aware of possible flooding i mean almost all roads uh are having at least some areas with some flooding so be very careful if you're out and about on this wednesday afternoon uh with that welcome in it is the wednesday drive hopefully yes hopefully you're not having to do too much of that driving that is but uh, we welcome you in um looking forward to a uh, a couple of fun hours, Bill, Dan, and Drew here in the WOW Business Studio. You can get the speed you need with super-fast business internet when you switch to WOW. Visit wowforbusiness.com. Hour number one of The Drive brought to you by our friends at Kia of Auburn on South College and kiaofauburn.com. Kia of Auburn, where you're always number one. And uh, also the sponsor of our hotline, where we welcome guests who can't be with us here in the studio. And that includes... Today's first hour co-host, if you will, but he he will be uh, joining us on the Kia of Auburn Hotline. That's Jason Caldwell from inside the Auburn Tigers and AUTigers.com. And our guest in hour number two as well, who we're going to go call. That is indeed right. Sonny Deshara, the leading hitter in the nation uh, among batting. He's leading the nation in batting average. He's leading the nation in on-base percentage. He's second in the nation in slugging percentage. He leads the SEC and homers, uh, just having a fabulous year with the Tigers. Uh, so we'll talk with Sonny Deshara at the bottom of our number two. And uh, um, so, yes, they'll be joining us on the Kia of Auburn Hotline. You can give us a call, 334-321-1390. Um, that is the hotline number. You can also text the show, 334-564-1840, on the drive uh, text box that is presented by our friends at Southeastern Industrial Contractors. I didn't just blink really hard, did I? Was that was that a, a quick... Did, we get a little flicker there? Yeah, I think okay. so. Okay. I think so. Hopefully... hopefully it might have come uh, from outside. So. Uh, no, I, can't. I think it, it got darker inside. Usually, uh, usually light... Oh, I think our phones are out. So oh, all right. That, that, well... So we won't be. Uh, Can we Skype them? Uh, yeah, we, 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 we might. We might be Skype able to board? Skype Jason. Have we Skype Jason before. I think we have. Uh, we have. Okay. So we we'll, have. We'll work. We, we will, we'll work we will on will that. attempt there. I will text him and let him know that. Um, 
Let's see. You want to go over the there, – there is some some Auburn University news. You do that while I'm texting, Jason. Well, the big story, I mean, is, is it the one that I just showed you? Yeah. That you want, uh-huh. I mean, yeah, somebody that we've uh, we've had the chance to talk to before. I actually know uh, uh, Ralph Jr. a little bit. But it's, uh, uh, yeah, Ralph Spry, longtime Auburn track and field coach, uh, announcing uh, that he will retire after his 25th season at the helm of the track and field program at Auburn University at the conclusion of the uh, 2022 season. Uh, he won a national championship. Uh, coaching the women uh, to the outdoor championship in 2006. Uh, Twelve top five national finishes uh, combined between the men's and women's team. And uh, 54 top 25 finishes for Coach Spry uh, in in a quarter century as the helm of the track and field program. And, and that's, uh, you do the math, and that's nearly every year. That's right. I mean, that's nearly both every year. Oh, so, oh no, it's, it's uh, yeah, a... a because, because you're counting indoor-outdoor... Right, uh, it's it's a uh, no a, an outstanding run of success, and yeah, all, all the best to uh, to Coach Spry as the uh, absolutely you know, as, as he wraps up a remarkable career, uh, twenty five years as the head coach uh, for the Auburn uh, track and field program. So, uh, um, so, so we're probably going to be letting you hear a lot of audio today if we can't take your phone calls. Yeah, I, w- I would imagine we'll we'll try that. I mean, I mean we'll talk a good bit. I mean, there there is there's an awful lot to talk about, but. Uh, uh, what you can do is you can text us on the. Uh, we think. Well, yeah. Well, we do. We, we, we yeah, you, you can text us on the uh, on the on, on the drive hotline three three four five six four eighteen forty if you want to uh, reach out to us that way. We do have uh, quite a bit of audio, including. Uh, I didn't. Uh, we, we've heard. We heard from Coach Cadillac and uh, and and Will Friend uh, yesterday. Uh, a day getting closer. Uh, Bruce Pearl spoke with the media. I thought a lot of interesting stuff. From Coach Pearl, right with the uh, with the headlines. Oh, yeah. In recent days, Bruce very forthcoming about uh, what what the plans are for the Auburn team, and again, a real vote of confidence for Jalen Williams, right, Bill? Oh, yes, no question. I didn't get a chance to uh, uh, to be involved in that one today. We were we were having uh, some more problems. This weather, I think, is uh, creating lots of problems with uh, with a, with a lot of uh, equipment and everything. But but yeah, I thought it was interesting that uh, you know Bruce asked about. Needs and 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 you know we've talked and speculated that you know a shooter and Bruce did say yes uh, we need we need to do improve our shooting I don't know that we could we could air that line but uh, but he he said the top need is front court help because Auburn really only has three front court players right now heading into next season with Jalen Dylan I mean well I guess you got stretch but I mean he mentioned Jalen Dylan and Yoan Traore. That's right. I mean, well, Auburn is is going to going to try to add forwards uh, from right. uh, from from the transfer portal. There's also the chance that Jalen Williams and Dylan Cardwell will be asked to play a larger role in the team than the one that they had uh, this past year. So, uh, yeah, I mean, Auburn going to try to replace the production of uh, of Walker Kessler and Jabari Smith somehow. It's not going oh, did to be you forward that to the right. No, I don't. I don't have. I don't have his number. Oh, so, yeah, I do. You, you, okay, uh, my bad. Yeah, I didn't realize we gotten. I'd gotten a text from someone <laughs> other than Jason had texted earlier and said he didn't want to there's be some out fantasy. of this weather. Some no, here's 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 one of the problems when you're trying to talk. You know, it's like don't drive and don't text and drive. Uh, well, it's hard to do a show and be texting. Well, make Drew do it. Drew, 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 reach out to Jason Caldwell you, and tell yeah, him what's going on. you will. On. I mean, so anyway, Jason had texted. We're hosting just, the show, or we Jason had texted just before the start of the show and said, let's do it by phone because he didn't want to be caught in this weather. And so 
I didn't realize that I had a text in between Jason's text and when I went to text him back. So I texted, you know, I texted my son who had texted me back in and he's probably like what i yeah i sort of clarified yeah. what was going yeah. on there although i, I think i call i think i called him jason chadwell in the uh, in the text because i'm also talking <laughs> i'm also yeah, talking and, and doing yet. this so uh, no but the uh, th this is so in television writing there is uh, there's something called a bottle episode where if you don't want to spend money on sets and you don't want to uh, uh, you don't want to have to bring in a whole bunch of actors you concoct a reason why the characters on the show would only be in one location for the entire show right. and you do an episode that way there's a power outage nobody can leave the house or they're trapped in an elevator or they're trapped in a parking garage very famous Seinfeld episode in a parking garage there, there's there's things like that so this could be a bottle episode of the drive if we can't get the phone lines working well and if we, we had and, a bottle I, I guarantee. <laughs> Yeah, it would be a bottle episode. That's, That's right. That would be even more interesting. Not not not, not a bottle episode oh, like the Friday, had, like uh, our usual Friday oh, episodes. So it's not going to be like not going to be like the early days of talk radio. That's we, right. We had a couple of those back in the day in you've, Montgomery. You've known a few. You've known a few gentlemen that would you. that would uh, you know. Uh, well, it, I mean, you know, it depends on when you, when you're on location and they, what and what they're uh, what they're bringing by. They had their own. Uh, they had their own own uh, process for getting ready. For well, the, not uh, for just the, getting for the not broadcast, just getting ready. I'm, oh, staying ready. I'm, I'm telling, I'm telling you, when you when you were at a couple of locations, uh, and they and they bring by, you know, whatever. It's like, well, sure. So let's. I mean, uh, lo looking at the basketball program right now, Bill. I mean, where where is? I mean, th things are. It, you don't you don't want to dismiss the importance of Jabari Smith and Walker Kessler leaving, but the coaching staff wasn't ambushed. By either of those? Oh no, no. I mean, they they knew that Walker. I mean, that, that Jabari was going to be a one and done, and and they've had ample um, time to to realize that Walker could and then would be uh, a player who was gone in one year. So you think Bruce feels pretty good about either, you know the the front court depth that he can return and some of the players that he's going to be able to bring uh, to the uh, uh, to to the uh, to, to to the team as well. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. As What's I going on behind well, me? Well, as I turn toward you, I see waves coming across the parking lot. That's uh, that's something that's a little different. I I had said maybe not as dangerous as yesterday. Should I go this, take a look outside and, and report looks, back? Uh, no, you don't have to. Uh, we can see outside. Okay, okay. It's just uh, I, will, I will holler if something starts flying toward the window. <laughs> Actually, I may not holler. When you see me hit the floor, you'll know that I'll it's do the same thing. For you yeah. to do the same yeah, thing. I, I, yeah, I'm, uh, the, the window's Man, behind is, me. So. It's rough looking. The is wind it? is really, really blowing. And, uh, yeah, we, we have, uh, it looks like, uh, uh, you know, the surf is coming in here in the parking lot. <laughs> we, yeah, Goodness. I mean, and, and, yeah, we may periodically check in on, you know, just how the weather looks outside because this rain is uh, something serious. Do we have, you want, tell you what, you want to take a break and then give, come back with Jason? Let's do that. Yeah, yeah we, we will do that. Hopefully we will be back. Stick with us. We're just underway here on the Wednesday Drive. Time to churn up some more yardage. On The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067. And online at ESPNAU.com. And on Fox Sports Central Alabama at 98.3 FM in Birmingham and Sylacauga. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502. Or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into the Wednesday Drive. Bill, Dan, and Drew. Right now, we're, uh, we're, we're pretty comfortable here in the WOW Business Studio. Again, man, I had said a few minutes ago, uh, be very careful. I would, I would encourage folks to avoid being out 
uh, for the next little while. If you can, uh, avoid that. And, and a good call by our good friend Jason Caldwell, uh, who had decided not to get out in this. It was raining so hard I could barely see on the way in, Jason. But uh, nothing like what we saw here at the studio uh, just a few minutes ago when, I mean, the wind was, was really blowing. And uh, there was actually a little surf out in the parking lot. How are you doing, man? Yeah, it's uh, here on this side of town. I'm out of Richland Road. It is, it's coming a monsoon right now. It is uh, raining, wind blowing. You can hear it outside, and it's coming down pretty hard. So, yeah, no, uh, I would definitely, hopefully, that people are listening, they're off the road right now because this would be not a, a whole lot of fun to be in, in the middle of right now. And, and what's very dangerous is, you know, uh, you know the, the the it's not black ice but just uh little uh unnoticeable um water on the road that with this wind could make things very very dangerous so yes please be very careful if you have to be out be very very careful well jason it is a it is a busy time fortunate i mean auburn fortunate in that i mean well we already had softball canceled today baseball played last night Oh, I heard that one in the yeah, headset. Yeah, I just heard that one in the headset. <laughs> oh, yeah. my. For folks listening, uh, that, that lightning bolt that little... just, flick, just flickered the lights in the studio, Jason. It was and not we, bacon frying. And we heard crackling. Actually, it was not us frying either. We but, heard uh, crackling in the headsets <laughs> on that one, Jason. <laughs> oh, my. But, uh, yeah, baseball playing last <laughs> night up in Birmingham and coming away with another win, another uh, uh, another outstanding night for, for Sonny Deshera. He just continues to swing the bat really well, and you know you look at at this team, and um, you know he's been that that consistent performer in the middle of the order. Obviously, you look at a guy like Blake Rambush at the top of the order, and um, you, know, you look at at Auburn's stats, and and you know they continue to hit at a pretty good clip. Mm-hmm. Um, not overwhelming from a power standpoint when you look at the numbers. I mean, twenty eight home runs, you know, not not bad, but when you look at at you know, not even halfway to what Tennessee's done and some other teams. You know, you look at this team, and it's just kind of been – we talked about depth, depth on the mound, depth in the, in the batting order and in the field. And, you know, it's being tested right now. Um, a couple of guys, you know, a little banged up for them. And, um, you know, when you look at, at having to get it done, having a consistent guy like Sonny there in the middle, I mean – Look at him. He's got 28 walks. It's almost double Brody Moore, who's got 15. Um, I, I won't be surprised at all to see that number skyrocket here in the coming weeks as teams continue to go, hey, let's let's make sure somebody else beats us and not him. I, I think it's going to force somebody else in this batting order behind Sonny to share to, to start giving them some, some you know, bats and quality at bats and some things. And what's interesting is, you know, Ron Dial has really struggled uh, in recent weeks and hadn't gotten a ton of at-bats. He's still tied for the team lead with RBIs for this team. So it hmm. shows you you know, what he was able to do early, and, and, and he's a guy that I think they really need to get going here soon. Oh, I agree. I mean, and, and yeah, you, you talk about Sonny's walks. He leads the nation by a comfortable margin. His on-base percentage is ridiculous, over 600 for his on-base percentage. Yeah, he's a he's – a, 60.7, so uh, yeah. roughly 61% of the time he reaches base. Blake Rambush for a leadoff guy is 45, you know, 455. Oh, that, that's which, great. That is, is great. Really, yes. It's really good. That's the thing about this team is they've done a good job. You know, got some guys that have been hit by pitches. They're taking their walks. And so 
this team has an on-base percentage of, of 405 as a team. Um, they've given themselves opportunities. They've done that. Um, they can continue to do that, take advantage of some of those things, and, and on the flip side, continue to get this solid pitching. It doesn't have to be dominant. You don't have to be Tennessee. Um, but can you get solid pitching? And they've gotten that in during this seven-game stretch, you know, kind of starting back to that, that first game against Texas A&M. And, you know, consequence, they've won two road series. You know, they've beaten – you know, beating UAB last night and uh, giving themselves a chance. You know, you got another home series against Vandy this weekend. Get yourself a chance to continue to uh, to put yourself in pretty good shape. Yeah, and, and it was great to see uh, Joseph uh, come back and, and give them six really strong innings. I mean, they weren't overpowering. You know, he uh, – I don't think he had a strikeout for the first six innings, but he was getting, uh, you know, uh, weak pop-ups and ground outs. Yeah, his thing is um, getting ground, ground balls. That's right. in the end. first inning is three ground balls on about eight pitches, and you go, that's a good sign, and it was. Um, and I think you look at Hayden Mullins. You know, I think a guy that's getting stronger, mm-hmm. uh, Trace Bright. You know, I said it. You know, I've been saying it for a couple of weeks. They just get five innings. They get five innings out of out of these starting pitchers. Um, and now you look at the back end of these games, and you, you look at Blake Burkhalter. He's done what he's done. Carson Skipper, who's done what he's done. Jordan Armstrong, I think, continues to give you some things out of that bullpen. You know, we saw Chase Alsop last night um, be able to to deliver and, and potentially maybe be a closer. But you know, Carson Swilling, you know, Bush Thompson talked about it before the year started how they kind of built this thing from back to front, and that's shown up. And that back's getting a little bit stronger. The front can meet them in the middle. Then then this team will have a chance to compete with, with just about anybody. Yeah, and looking forward to it. As, as hard as it is to believe, it looks like good weather for baseball. Going to be a little cooler, but I mean, still, get the, the rain should be out of here before tomorrow morning and get plenty of time because I think it's going to be breezy. So uh, get ready. I mean, it should be great crowds with A Day coming up this weekend. Yeah, it should be really good. And I think, uh, you know, potentially it could be a really big advantage for Auburn when you look at, you know, this is a Vandy team that. They're, they're always talented. they got a ton of talent on this roster as well, but they don't have nearly as much experience talent, especially on the mound, as they've had the last few years. You, you look at you know, Kumar Rocker and, and Jack Leiter and some mm-hmm. of the guys they've had. Um, they got really good arms, but it's people that are now having to jump into it for the first time, a lot of them, and be in these situations. And, you know, you got a chance to have a, a sellout crowd, big crowd environment. And uh, this is the first time that – I, in a long time, other than being in the the back end of a College World Series, it's the first time in a while that a Vanderbilt baseball team has faced a little bit of pressure. When you look at them being under 500 at four and five, they've lost five in a row. Yeah, when's the last uh, time that happened? Or they lost two straight conference series? Yeah, I don't know. I'd have to go back a while uh, and look. And and so, um, you know, it's a talented team, and 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 they'll do some things. Here's what you got to do: you can't give Vanderbilt things because they'll take advantage of it and they'll beat you. So for Auburn, it's about Limit walks, you know, play clean baseball, take advantage of, of scoring opportunities. You do that at home, and you should have a chance to win another series. Talking with Jason Caldwell from inside the Auburn Tigers, AUTigers.com. Before we get to football, uh, basketball news. I mean, Bruce Pearl spent a little time with the media earlier today just discussing uh, reloading, if you will. Man, it's, it's great to think about that because Auburn still has talent despite Jabari Smith 
and uh, Walker Kessler moving on to the NBA. Devin Cambridge transferring out. The addition of Yoan Traore and and looking to add more players. Um, still, still, the outlook looks really bright for Auburn basketball. Yeah, you look and and now it's a matter of what the roster looks like um, in July and August mm-hmm. you know, when when the dust settles from another. You know, there's another thousand guys in the transfer portal for basketball, and that's 13 players, 13 scholarship players on a roster, and a thousand guys out there. I mean, that's that's enough to to fill a bunch of teams. And so, how 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 and where Auburn goes from here? Uh, you know, Bruce Pearl today is talking about uh, another front court player, right. and I think the thing that that jumps out to me is is the wing. I think they've got to find a you know, six 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 seven shooter that can defend the three, do some of those things. To me, that's the biggest need area for this team. But with with Johan Traore coming in, you got Dylan Carwell, you got Jalen Williams, you still got stretch there. You still got some guys that, that can give you some size and I think potential for playmaking ability. But I I look at, at you know, watching North Carolina, watching Kansas you know, watching Villanova and the team, the thing that jumps out to me is is big physical guard play. Those guys getting to the paint, getting to the rim, doing the things they did. To me, that's the one area that I look at, and I think I think that's where you can look now and, and look at you know, hey, where can Auburn help themselves with a with a, a longer wing, a guy that can shoot and make plays from the uh, from the wing spot. Whether it's players that are already in the portal or players in high school, you know, is there, is there anyone? on the radar is there anyone that you think you know could fill that role for auburn as far as players auburn could conceivably go get bill and i have talked about a couple of guys that have you know just sort of piqued our interest in the transfer portal but it seems like you know there could be a lot of competition for some of the uh some of the players and i would imagine just like the description you know the the, the player that you know the kind of player you just described could be a lot of schools looking for somebody like that in the transfer oh, yeah. portal yeah they're going to be uh yeah it's going to be it, it's it's no different than um, battling NIL for for players, yeah, you know Auburn, you can go be able to sell ability to come in and play in a program that's going to have a chance to compete for championships, have a chance to to now when you start looking at at Jabari and, and Walker, you look at at Sharif, J T Thor, um, you know Isaac, Isaac Chuma, Chuma. Mm-hmm. all these guys. You start talking about the ability to get you to the next level, and and Auburn can start competing with just about anybody in that regard, and and so that's that's a huge selling point for guys. To go look, hey, we can get you there, get you to the NBA, and so I think that's for Auburn. That's that's as good a selling point as you have, and so um, I, I think that's something that that helps you navigate what's going to be. You're right, it's going to be a a a war to the end, and you know even schools like Arkansas, Arkansas has gone out and and just had a ridiculous signing class. Mm-hmm. They just added the twins from Rhode Island transfers. Um, so they're going to be seven or eight new guys on that roster. Um, yeah, we'll be surprised to see some more players leave that roster. We just saw Alabama. Juwan Gary just, just yeah, announced, I, saw that. I guess, going to the transfer portal from Alabama, a guy that most people projected to be a starter for them. Um, what's that mean? It means they're probably going out and, and, and found somebody they feel like is a better fit. And so – that's the thing. There's going to be a lot of names that pop up and a lot of opportunities. Yeah, Bruce was saying earlier. Uh, you know, he, he he'd rather it not be the case, which which is with the average being three three and a half players per team 
going into the portal because yeah i mean it is crazy you're you're absolutely right uh jason i mean you got to sort of wait till the summertime to to see who who is where yeah you absolutely do and you know we talk about it from football perspective when usually it's because there's there's more numbers involved in football because of the larger roster but the same thing for basketball you, you just I mean, we saw it this year for auburn um this time last year uh, who who would have who would have picked any of those guys on Auburn's roster? I mean, <laughs> right. Those, those, you know, those guys were were, were newcomers, and so um, that's what we'll see again. I don't think it's going to be to the same extent. Obviously, when you add, you know, they've added, you know, Trey Donaldson, Chance Westry, now Johan Traore. They've they've already added three guys in the signing class versus one last year with with you know Jabari Smith. But I, you know, here's the, I think we'll see a couple of additions from the transfer market to give them some, you know, experience. And um, yeah, it's it's about blending signees and transfers. That's just the way basketball programs and football programs are going to be built for going to be built for the foreseeable future. Jason Caldwell from inside the Auburn Tigers, AUTigers.com, joining us here in hour number one of the uh, Wednesday Drive. Um, want to uh, get Jason's thoughts. Of course, yes, A-Day, this is amazing. Here we are three days before the spring game, and we really haven't talked any football at all. We'll get to our bottom of the hour break and get Jason's thoughts. We promise we'll we'll get to football with our oh, buddy yeah. Jason Caldwell. I mean, Jason, there, there's, a, there's a lot, you know, to uh, to look out for. I mean, we... We haven't had a ton of headlines as far as developments with the football team during spring practice, but there have been storylines to follow, and I think there are some players that we'll be watching uh, this uh, this Saturday. And I'm, I'm sure there's a uh, you know when, when we come back and we've got some time, I want to hear the list of guys that you're going to be uh, keeping an eye on and, and position groups you're going to be keeping an eye so on. So that's this, uh, Jason's assignment over the break. That's right, Jason. Okay. Well, I mean, right. well, we usually have you know Jason's list, yeah, right? Guys that have either caught his eye during spring practice or guys that he's uh, he's got a feeling about right the list of uh of, of jason's guys and so yeah we'll uh we'll, we'll give the uh, listeners a taste of that when we come back that's right we're heading into our bottom of the hour break love for you to join in you can give us a well no you text us you can try that's right you can text we've got a text text box works three we do have a text three three four five six four eighteen ninety we see your texts we occasionally read uh, our favorites. More likely that we're going to today. Absolutely. Could be a text-heavy show, so send us a message. 334-564-1890. This is the day I need to get the number right. 334-564-1840. You can text the show, and, uh, and, and it's all presented by Southeastern Industrial Contractors. We'll be right back with more here on the Wednesday Drive. and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com and on Fox Sports Central Alabama at 98.3 FM in Birmingham and Sylacauga. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502 or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. 
Welcome back into the drive here on this Wednesday afternoon. Bill, Dan, and Drew here in the WOW Business Studio. Jason Caldwell uh, joining us on Skype as we're having problems with our phone lines. But uh, we're pleased to have Jason with us. We talked uh, some baseball and basketball there early on. It's 8A coming up this weekend. Uh, it's been a pretty uneventful spring, Jason. I mean, there hasn't been a lot of big news there has been more opportunity than we've had in a long time to be able to watch some of the practices and a little bit of the scrimmage, and we've had time to to spend with with coaches and players. So I mean, um, it's it's probably it's probably exactly what Brian Harson wanted out of this spring. Yeah, I think so. Uh, I think he'd like to have like to have a little bit more depth to work with. But sure. We've seen Kirby Smart. We've seen other coaches talk about it because when you have guys leave after a season but before you can replace them with the transfers after the spring, it creates a hole. And we've seen that for Auburn. You know, you had some guys that left kind of at the end of the year, beginning of the year, and, and it's created a hole in certain spots for Auburn. I think the edge position is the biggest one, but wide receivers one as well. Uh, so – you, you, you look at that, but I think it's what it's also done is, is it forced and, and given the opportunity for a lot of younger guys to get a bunch of quality reps. And so I think it maybe helped you in a long run, you know, build some of that depth and, and in terms of developmental, um, get guys going. But yeah, it's, it's been very informative spring from the coaching perspective. We've had, I think every assistant now, including coordinators, we've had Brian Harson, we've had a bunch of players. And and so I think you, we got an idea at least about the makeup of this team, you know, so far to spring. Talking with Jason Caldwell from inside the Auburn Tigers here on the Wednesday edition. Any player that you really get the sense from talking to uh, other other coaches and players uh, this spring uh, that that's really improved his stock and and has uh, has played his way into a larger role uh, in the upcoming season? Yeah, I don't know if we're to that point yet. But I think a guy like Cam Stutz has absolutely improved his stock. Um, you look at the the injuries up front. I mean, you know, you, you're already without Nick Brahms and Austin Trogs on Brandon Council. Then Keandre Jones, you know, gets banged up and misses some time. So you're looking at at you know none of your starting guards back, which is Sean Manning going into portal, and Cam Stutz, an older guy, has, has stepped up his game, and it you know when you think about it, you see this is kind of how offensive line worked for a long time it was a, a third or fourth year guy that stepped up waited his turn got seasoning got ready to go and then all of a sudden it was his chance to shine now because everybody's playing younger and younger you don't see that as much but he's a guy that has probably helped himself i mean as much as anybody tate johnson another offensive lineman has probably helped himself as much as anybody um those guys offensively i think in terms of the the line of scrimmage uh, have probably stepped it up, and then defensively, it's probably been it's been a couple of young guys. I think Caleb Wooden and Jadarian Rim are probably guys that that maybe help their cause as much as anybody, and you know by coming in early and, and jumping right in there. Yeah, the uh, you, you mentioned a couple of the positions where Auburn, you know, look looking for some more players. I know that uh, that that's one of the things. Will Friend was talking about the advantage of some of those guys not being out there this spring that will be back. And, and you mentioned a couple of the, the young guys. It, it seems like uh, Killian Zier is, is uh, 
uh, taking advantage of that opportunity and and I don't know about locking it down, but I, I would say he's he's your front runner at left tackle now, right? Oh yeah, I, th- I think he is clearly <clears throat> the guy at left tackle if he stays healthy. I mean, you know, I got a chance to, to talk to Will a, a good bit, and um, when when you think about classic left tackle, he's the guy that kind of fits the mold. I think Austin Troxel would have been that guy, but the injuries have obviously hurt him, especially from a maybe a side-to-side mobility standpoint, it makes it tougher for him to do some of those things that you need to do. And, and I think Killian's a guy at left tackle that's done those things. And um, just a, another guy, you talk about progression, a guy that, you know, injured his knee as, as a sophomore in junior college comes to Auburn. And then you go rehab a knee and then you have COVID and you have no spring. And, and then, you know, you kind of hit the ground running in the fall trying to put everything together it's a lost year for him. And so got to play a little bit last year. Now this is, you know, this to me that that second year from junior college guys are always important. This is essentially his second year. And so I think you look at him as a guy that can really take off. Yeah. If you go back to July of 2019, when Killian Zier committed to play at Auburn, the thought that he would be the starting left tackle in 2022 didn't seem all that far-fetched then, uh, but it's sort of the road that it's taken between now and then in order to, uh, you know, for you know the ups and downs Killian's had to deal with, including the injury, like you said, and having to fight through, you know, sort of an uncertain uh, uh, depth chart and a coaching change and a lot of other things, but a lot of, uh, yeah, a lot of enthusiasm about the work uh, Killian's put in and, and the possibility uh, that he could have a strong season as Auburn's left tackle this year. Jason, we've gotten a couple of questions in the text box and, and I understand you, you, you know, it's, uh, it's tough to name names necessarily. Uh, but we've had folks wondering, uh, where Auburn could be looking in the transfer portal. If there's anyone in the portal right now that you get the feeling Auburn is after or positions Auburn could be targeting after spring is over as far as what they'd like to add to the team before, uh, before, uh, fall camp and, and the season. Yeah, I think probably more positions because, you know, this thing's very fluid and it's much like basketball. These guys go into Portland, everybody's after the same kind of players. And you look at Auburn, I mentioned two spots already. I think I think the edge position is a must. I think it's a must to find somebody that comes in and provides depth there because right now you got three scholarship players, um, Derek Hawley, Culeota, and Dylan Brooks. Um, it's a must that you find somebody to add to that depth and preferably – it would be a guy that can help bridge the gap a little bit. Not a one-year guy. Um, bring somebody in that plays this year that has some experience but then has another year back to kind of lead the group of young guys that you would expect you're going to have coming forward. So I think at least one, maybe two of those guys at the edge position, maybe the same thing a wide receiver. To me, there's there's no question that they've got to go find a number one wide receiver. Now, can you do that? I don't know. I don't know if you can find a guy like that um, because – the guy goes like like that goes into portal and everybody's going after him, but there's not there's going to be nowhere in my opinion that's going to have a better opportunity for a guy to come in and and jump into a rotation and be an instant impact player than at Auburn for a wide receiver. And so I, I look at at those two spots, three to four guys at those two positions, and I think I think seven to eight total potentially um, from the from a transfer portal perspective. I think. They can find another, you know, interior defensive lineman to provide some depth. Uh, that would be ideal as well. So, yeah, I think you look at, and I think seven, eight additions probably out of this group uh, isn't far fetched. And I think uh, one thing to keep in mind is uh, uh, Sean Jackson earning a scholarship. That's one less 
that you have available for uh, for for bringing anybody else in. I I would say can we can we ask about Sean Jackson briefly? Yeah, yeah. I, mean, look, look, I, I was I just wanted to finish a thought on yeah, the on the positions that uh, Jason was talking about. I would say, Jason, if there is a guy that you feel like can help you at receiver, that doesn't matter about uh, how much playing time, how much eligibility they have left. Whereas I agree with you there as, as an edge, it'd be great to have somebody else who can bridge the gap. Because if you don't find another edge, you're going to have to move somebody, uh, Powell Gordon or somebody, to that or position you gotta, just to have a fourth guy. Or you're going to walk on on the depth chart, right? Yeah, yeah I mean, which is right now what you have with, with Chase Bryce. I mean, mm-hmm. you got to... You got a guy that is is a freshman that I mean not a freshman but a walk on. It was a tight end last year as a walk on, and so he's he would be your fourth right. player at that position already. So yeah, you're right, wide receiver because you've got younger guys on mm-hmm. on this roster. Yeah, it's not necessarily to, to necessary to bring this. This could and honestly, you'd like to have a guy that has as much experience that would be a one and sure. done type guy, proven wide receiver, right? Um, just depending on if you can find that guy or not. Mm-hmm. So, so we were just mentioning, yeah, Sean Jackson getting put on scholarship. This is a guy who feels like he's been raising eyebrows since he first put on a, a set of pads on 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 Auburn's campus, right? I mean, this is That's a guy who bodied walk on yeah, last did, fall. Didn't yeah. didn't seem like your uh, uh, your your average run of the mill walk on, but a guy who could be on scholarship and on the field sooner rather than later. What have you seen out of Sean Jackson? What do you think of the decision to put him on scholarship? Yeah, I, I you know I think I probably said it last year. I, he's not a he's not a walk on. He he's he is a he's a scholarship player. Um, I thought he was an SEC running back when I saw him in, in high school. He's not. He doesn't run a four three, and so because of that, some teams overlooked him. And I think I think because of COVID, he's a guy that was able to slip through the cracks a little bit. I think without that, with teams signing twenty to twenty five high school players and doing all the things that you normally do. Um, there's a good chance that somebody would have signed him. I think UAB offered him at some other schools. He wanted to, to show he could play at this level. And um, the thing that people haven't seen out of him is he's he's a really good receiver. He's got great hands. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. But at 5'9", 235, and he's listed 236, he's got real quick feet, and uh, and he can move the pile. So I, I you look at him, and I think people are dismissing him because he was a – former walk-on, um, I think they, they better understand this guy's a guy that, that they believe can can play football, and I, I think he's going to be a, a treated like a scholarship player, and that's right, and that's the way it should be. 334-564-1840 is the uh, uh, drive text box, and we have a question on the text box for Jason. Well I, well, I asked him about the uh, about the, the transfer I mean, he, portal stuff. He was talking, want... but I mean, he was wondering specifically about um, uh, a defensive line, possibly a defensive line transfer uh, from from West Virginia. Yeah, I think you know that's a guy. Obviously, uh, when you start looking at um, you know potential guys, um, you know you start looking at at positions, guys that can do multiple things, and so I think when you start talking about um, and trying to, to, to find his name again. At yeah, the I, that's the thing. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I caught him a little bit by surprise there, but I mean. Um, yeah, all we have is, is defensive linemen from West Virginia. So, I mean, yeah, I, 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 I thought the, I thought yeah, the point. Akeem, Akeem yeah. Mesador is his name. Okay. Um, yeah, but I think he's a guy that is going to have plenty of potential. I mean, you know, Penn State, he's from Clearwater, Florida originally. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, Penn State is a is a potential landing spot for him as well. I mean, obviously, you look at them and they've added some big time players, but Auburn, I think, has has been in contact. Um, yeah, I see where he's visited Penn State. Yes, he's been to Penn State. So I mean, you start looking at you know guys like that. I, I think you know when I think about you may not find a a clue a true classic edge. Maybe it's a guy that's, you know, and I think Mesidor is more similar to a guy like Colby Wood and Marcus Harris, but a guy that could play the end could slide inside and, and give you some depth. I, I think just another potential pass rush guy is somebody that they that they need. And if you could find a true edge, then that, that'd be great. But, you know, uh, everybody's looking for, for pass rushers. What's your sense of how, uh, without Derek Mason, the new defensive brain trust, uh, Jeff Schmetting moving in as, as coordinator, and, and Zach Etheridge presumably uh, taking a, a larger role. I know he got a new title uh, in the offseason, but, but taking a, a larger role uh, with the safeties and the corners. What's your sense of how they feel about safety? You know, a couple of key departures from last year's team. Still feels like the numbers are a little bit thin. Could that be a position where Auburn's looking to add uh, experience and a player who could contribute between now and the start of the season, yeah, it could be could be a position uh, that you want to add guys. I think the you know having a guy like Caleb Wooden step up, and then Caden Bridges is, is another guy that stepped up this spring. Uh, you know, second year player got a little experience on, on special teams last year, but you know was really a, a baseball player. Then he played football. It, like a lot of guys, he played multiple sports, and for him, it's still learning the finer points of playing safety, but. And Donovan Kaufman stepped up to be a leader in that group. You got Zion Puckett. You got a few guys. Marquise Gilbert. It, it, it may all depend on how they feel out of him coming after after out of spring. Uh, you know, it was the number one junior college, you know, safety in the country, come in for spring practice. But you know, it's been you know, it's been you know, a guy like Caleb Wooden that's really stolen the thunder a little bit there. I think for them, can Marquise Gilbert, you know, this maybe the last week step up and show him he's ready. If he's not, then they may have to go get a more veteran presence. It's safe to just give him some experience. Talking with Jason Caldwell from inside the Auburn Tigers, AUTigers.com. Yeah, we, we will get Jason's thoughts on quarterback, but we need to get to our final break of our number one. Oh, did, Stick we not, with us. did we not get to quarterback uh, and all that, no, and all that discussion? Oh. Is that a little surprising? Uh, we're, we're 45 minutes in and I uh, haven't even mentioned quarterback. So how about that? We'll talk about that with Jason when we come back for the final segment of hour number one here on the Wednesday Drive. Let's get back to The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com and on Fox Sports Central Alabama at 98.3 FM in Birmingham and Sylacauga. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502 or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back in. Final segment of hour number one. Final segment with Jason Caldwell from inside the Auburn Tigers. AUTigers.com. And before we get into um, some more discussion and and a text about quarterbacks, Jason, let everybody know some of the things they'll find because there's so much going on there at uh, AUTigers.com. Yeah, tons of things. You're right. Uh, obviously, uh, you know, football and basketball recruiting um, as, as you head towards A-Day this weekend. But uh, basketball had Bruce Pearl today. Uh, we had players from football, uh, baseball, bandy this weekend. So all that and more, you can check us out at, at AUTigers.com, AuburnUndercover.com, and you can also follow me on Twitter at ITATJason. We apologize to folks listening uh, if you're trying to call in. I think uh, one of the one of the crackles that we heard was our phone system. 
uh, and 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 uh, they will they will work on it, but it may not be available today. So you can we, text us on the drive text box. But it, but thanks to our uh, thanks to the miracles of Skype, we've been that's able right. to talk with Jason. And thanks, thanks to Wow, thanks to Wow Internet. That's right, Wow we, Internet, we and, and we're also going to use that to talk with Sonny Deshera yes, in the in the next hour. First time this, we've gotten to talk with uh, with with Auburn's uh, first baseman this season. Uh, and and so w- w- let's jump right into the quarterback discussion with a text that we had Jason wondering if you think that it is uh, uh, if there's a chance of seeing Holden Gariner this fall. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think it'll be maybe a little bit tougher for him. I think he's a talented guy. It's it's just going to be hard to narrow things down to where you start thinking about the potential to putting two or three guys on the field. And I think that's where it would have to get when you think about the experience that T.J. Finley have, you think about the experiences that Calzada has, and then, you know, Robbie Ashford, talented guy that's, that's been in college for two years, that's a lot of catching up to do for Holden Gardner, um, you know, in one spring. He can throw the football. He's a talented kid. I just – I would I would lean more towards the older guys right now uh, in terms of especially the, the older two guys with experience. All right, so uh... – uh, your thoughts on the quarterback race and uh, what you've seen out of the guys thus far this spring? Yeah, I think you look at it, and um, it's kind of an incomplete right now because of Zach Calzada. Mm-hmm. Um, when you you know we hadn't been able to go through the team drill portion of things, he's thrown the football, he's learned the offense, and he's done all those things. Just hadn't been turned loose yet. So I think when you start thinking about a quarterback battle and a quarterback race. I think it goes on into August. Heck, it may go on until the Mercer game. I think that's a possibility. But I think the thing I've seen is 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 arm strength. I've seen guys that can throw the football and and, and throw it down the field. And that's what you're talking about, stretching the field and doing some of those things. And, you know, T.J. Finley is a guy that looks the most confident out there, but he's also the only guy that's ever taken snaps in this offense. So he should be that guy. He should be the guy that jumps up there in the, in the front of the line because he knows the offense much better than anybody else. But – you know, Robbie Ashford is physically gifted and has all the tools, all the things to be successful. And um, so he's gotten a lot of a lot of reps and have been valuable reps for him when he's been the guy that, that's been holding Garner the last few years as the third or fourth guy getting reps. And when you jump up there and, and, and you're all of a sudden thrust in there and the second guy getting reps, it makes a big difference. But um, I think it's an interesting battle. I just think it's a long way from being anywhere close to settled, uh, you know, even through 15 spring practices on Saturday. If it if T.J. Finley emerges as the starting quarterback, if he wins this battle, how confident are you uh, that uh, with an offseason with these coaches and, and working as the first-team quarterback, people could see a better, more accurate, more confident, uh, more consistent uh, T.J. Finley in the 2022 season? Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's what you what you think about when you when you talk about experience and getting guys on the field. And, and I've said it before; I'll say it again. I've seen Auburn quarterbacks that were much worse than T.J. Finley were that wound up being good players. Um, it's happened before; it'll happen again. Um, sometimes they don't ever get another opportunity. Other times they did, and when they did, they learned from their mistakes and they were able to capitalize and move forward. I think that's the goal for T.J. Finley. Uh, he's a guy that, that is talented. He can throw the football. Can you settle in and run a system and, and do those things? That's the goal for Robbie Ashford, Zach Calzada, whoever it is. It's it's Can you settle in and become a quarterback as opposed to a guy that stands up and throws the football? Because that's those are two different things, and it's why rating systems, it's hard sometimes to figure out quarterbacks because for every you know Peyton Manning, 
there is, there's a Drew Brees. For every, you know, every, you know, when you think about Josh Allen, there's a Tom Brady. I mean, a quarterback, you never know what the intangible part of the game is and how that comes through. That's something they'll have to learn about this group. Appreciate it, Jason. Great stuff. Outstanding stuff as always. Jason Caldwell from inside the Auburn Tigers. AUTigers.com. Definitely check them out. Back with hour number two of The Drive. W294AR Auburn. WGCCHD3 Waverly. Auburn Opelika's sports leader. ESPN 1067. A broadcast service of Auburn Network Incorporated. Live from Auburn, the sports capital of Alabama, this is The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067. And online at ESPNAU.com. And on Fox Sports Central Alabama at 98.3 FM in Birmingham and Sylacauga. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502. Or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome into hour number two, the Wednesday drive. Hopefully the uh, the monsoon, as Jason Caldwell was calling it, has uh, has moved on through. We got a lot of rain and wind uh, in the last hour, and we've been under severe thunderstorm watches. A lot of rain here in the area over the last couple of days. Hope everybody has come through it uh, all right. Uh, again, Encourage everyone, be careful if you're out and about. Even if the wind's not blowing and it's not raining, there is a lot of water uh, that can be on roadways. So just be very careful if you're out and about. It's hour number two of the Wednesday Drive. Bill, Dan, and Drew, all just comfortable and dry here in the war in the WOW Business Studio. That's right. You can get the speed you need with our friends at WOW for Business. And uh, go to wowforbusiness.com to find out more. Hour number two of The Drive, brought to you by the good folks at the Orthopedic Clinic, East Alabama's go-to center for orthopedic care, with locations in Auburn and Opelika on the web at orthoclinic.com. And we we normally, um, you know, talk about welcoming your phone calls, and we always do. The problem is, right now, there is a, a problem because of the um, lightning in the area, it appears to have affected our incoming phone calls, um, but that, of course, is uh, when when the phone lines are up and available. They're brought to you by our friends at Kia of Auburn, Kia of Auburn, where you're always number one. But for today, we welcome and always. But I mean, today we're exclusively um, taking your contact through the drive text box. That's right. You can text the drive, 334-564-1840 on the drive text box presented by Southeastern Industrial Contractors. They're an Alabama-based firm offering incredible opportunities for students seeking a great career without attending a four-year college. You can call them at 334-209-6355 to learn more. But really thankful that we've got the drive text box and Southeastern Industrial Contractors presenting it. Uh, That is right. And we have a... uh uh, we have a text from Gary who uh, wants some more information about Chance Westry, who uh, is one of three high schoolers who will be joining the team that we know of. I mean, Chance Westry, Trey Donaldson signed in the early signing period, and uh, Yoan Traore 
is committed to Auburn, expected to sign with Auburn next Wednesday, which is the beginning of the late signing period. Uh, Chance Westry is a 6-6 guard who can play multiple positions. The one, I mean, he you think of him more as a wing, but he's an outstanding ball handler. He's played a good bit of point, but so he can play some one but it's uh, more more thought of as a wing, a two or a three. Yeah, Chance was uh, originally grew up in Pennsylvania, uh, but he's done something. We've seen other guys do this too, where uh, as basketball, as high level basketball recruits, they spend their junior and senior years in major metropolitan areas. Uh, he played, I think, at, at Sierra Canyon in California, and then was in Phoenix uh, this past year. Uh, Chance Westry was playing at a uh, at a prep school uh, that sends a lot of guys to uh, division to Division One uh, basketball and Division One. Uh, athletics in, uh, in in the Phoenix area, so yeah, he's an intriguing prospect. He's a uh, uh, you know he's a, he's a six six point guard. Uh, he he would in theory add uh, if he can get into the rotation as a true freshman, he could add some some size and some uh, and some length to a backcourt that at times last year nothing against Wendell or Zepp or Katie Johnson, but at times it's felt like Auburn uh, could could have really used a bigger body, uh, especially defensively, uh, to throw at uh, a team's guard. Right. Uh, you know, oh, yes. at, at times, and Chance Westry, among other things, could be could be that. And you know, who knows what kind of offensive spark uh, he could potentially potentially provide too. I mean, this guy is. I mean, Auburn's looking for a shooter anywhere, right? I mean, a guard yeah, that could provide. No, go ahead. Some outside presence would be, uh, you know, a real uh, a real addition uh, to this team. The only thing is, I, I, you know, Jabari Smith is an exception. Normally, freshmen don't come in and shoot forty percent from three point range. Uh, Jabari is not not your average freshman though by any means. Maybe Chance Westry will be able to come in and do that. Generally, you would think you'd like to add a a proven guy at the at the college level. As that Trey Donaldson is the other early signee. He's a six-two-six-three point guard, but uh, yes, Chance. Chance is a guy um, who who could play multiple positions. Gary also wondering about Auburn's uh, next competition in gymnastics. That is the uh, um, the nationals, which are in Fort Worth, the fourteenth through the sixteenth. So it's not. You know, not this week, next week, starting next Thursday. And Auburn, one of four SEC schools in the eight teams uh, that are there in the uh, championship. Florida, which, of course, won the Auburn Regional and posted, by the way, the highest score of any team in the regionals. Uh, Alabama, which won the Seattle Regional. Auburn, and then Missouri, um, which... uh, was the second team from the Raleigh Regional. So so that's uh that, that'll be the next time so Auburn and Alabama among four SEC schools in the uh in the uh, championship which is starting next Thursday in Fort Worth. Yeah, outstanding season for uh, coach Graben and the no uh, and, and the gang at the uh, the gymnastics team. They're looking to uh, bring home some serious hardware at the uh, at the championship next week and we'll talk with uh we'll talk with coach at at some point between now in the uh, in the next few weeks, he's busy right now uh, uh, with, yes. with the you know with the national championship coming up. But we'll we'll talk with uh, with with Coach Graben and see if uh, we can get a word in with him following the season after the uh, yeah the outstanding run uh, that this team has had uh, this year. And they've they've been playing it in front of packed houses too. I mean when Auburn's mm-hmm. when Auburn's at home in gymnastics, every, every home meet and then and then the uh, the regional just packed. Yeah, it is it is a hot ticket. So yeah, we'll uh, we'll, we'll talk with Coach and uh, and keep an eye on that as uh, as the uh, as nationals get closer. 
Uh, again, you can text us on the drive text box, 334-564-1840. We apologize for the uh, for the phone problems. Um, the weather did it. We swear it was nothing oh, it from did. us. Yeah, Absolutely. I mean. But the phones were fine. The phones were fine uh, just, just before 4 o'clock. And then uh, we didn't like, again, we, we commented on that little sizzling sound in the headsets. And as I said, fortunately, it wasn't us. But unfortunately, it may have been the phones. Um, but don't despair we will uh, we will be spending some time with slugging sunny deshera at the bottom of the hour as part of our tiger takes series which has been brought to you all year long by Auburn university credit union of course um we had john samuel shanker and and we're going to talk with the auburn tied in after A-Day. Yeah, sometime next week, still working out the details. We're going to talk with John Samuel about A-Day and spring practice and how uh, things have gone in the last few weeks. Looking forward uh, to uh, to catching back up with our with our good buddy, uh, the uh, the Auburn tight end, after the outstanding season he just had. He's back for his final year right. of college football, and we're going to talk with John Samuel again next week. But we're thrilled uh, to talk with us, Sonny DeShera, too, after the uh, the way he started uh, his first season as an Auburn Tiger and the way he's, uh, he's hitting the ball in conference play i mean auburn's auburn's in the mix right now bill in the uh, in the sec tennessee's off to this incredible start but after tennessee i mean auburn's you know well, Ar- arkansas seven and two and then auburn's two games back of arkansas uh i, I was just going to comment i mean you know we had john samuel on and uh you know he he broke the news about be going going football only and it, and and decided to come back for an extra year it must be it must be the time spent with us, uh, because then then we had Zepp Jasper on during basketball season, and Zepp decided to come back for an extra year. Both those guys, super seniors. That's right. You know, John Samuel will be, Zepp will be this coming year. So they they really like it. I doubt that Sonny's going to do that. I mean, if he continues putting up the numbers. That uh, that he has, there's going to be somebody saying, "No, come swing that bat um, for my professional." Well, organization. What was the on base percentage you tossed out there earlier? Six oh seven is his on base percentage. All right, right so now. so for folks who don't follow baseball all that closely and maybe don't know, that means that sixty point seven percent of the time, yes, when he's batting, when he comes to when he steps in the batter's box, more than three out of every five times. He winds up at least at first base. Yeah, he safely reaches base, you know, 60% yes. of the time. If you do that 40% of the time in college baseball. If you do that 40% of the time. It's pretty in, good. In, 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 yes. Oh, oh you're, you're good. Oh, yeah. You do that, you do that 40%, 40% of the time in the majors. You're, you're one of the best on-base guys. Yeah, no, your, gr- your grandchildren are millionaires if yes. you can do that at 40%, at a 40% rate in the majors. And at this point, yeah, Sonny, uh, Sonny DeShera. This, and this is the SEC we're talking I mean, about. Where, and there's so many things we're going to talk with him about. You know, he homered in his first SEC at bat. And, <laughs> as Jason Caldwell pointed out, he's doing it, I mean, not, not to... Not to Call out anyone else in the lineup or anything like that because Auburn is it's Auburn is sort of playing like well. What Bryce Harper had to do. Well, it's sort of like Juan Soto's. Well, having, no, you you wonder if to do with with Washington. Yeah, I mean, you wonder if teams are going to start. You know, uh, you know, there's there's going to be less of an appetite to. Well, he's averaging right out of walk a game, and that is uh, that average has gone up. You know, as as the season progresses, the more he hits, 
the more he walks. Right. So I mean, and, and I would uh, I, I would expect him to continue producing, and it's just a matter of uh, you know if Auburn's offense, if the bats can stay hot, and Auburn can uh, can win enough in conference play to uh, to stay in position for uh, for a uh, for a prime spot in the postseason. You know, a number that uh, that a lot of sabermetricians or you know. Um, I don't know. Folks call them all nerds. Kinds of things. I was going to say yes. Okay, sure. Yeah. One range. Yeah, I'll take it. Yeah. Stat geeks. Baseball nerds. Nerds. Yeah. Love is the strikeout to walk. Yeah. Numbers. He has struck out thirteen times and walked twenty eight. Not bad for a slugger. Sure. Well, one thing that, and the reason that's significant is because when a player has a big number of strikeouts, <laughs> relatively few walks, that can that can lead to. Generally, it's tough to sustain that. Right. Even if you're hitting the ball and the average is good, it's tough to sustain uh, a very low, uh, very low walk rate, very high strikeout rate over a career. Either that changes. Oh, there's or some players... people that can sustain that. It's just not going to not going to be very successful. Right. It's a matter. I can of... sustain a low. I can sustain a low walk, high strikeout right. ratio right now. No, no. While also producing oh, oh, enough oh, as no, a hitter. Yeah, while producing while, anything. While also producing yeah, that, enough as a hitter a to, to justify. Yeah. No. Yeah. You're right because either either you either that approach changes and you start producing more as a hitter and you and you become consistent enough to be an effective player or you stop getting at bats right right like it's it's yeah. it's one or the other and for uh, no I mean that that is an outstanding I mean to be a uh, what, what was it again thirteen twenty eight right thirteen strikeouts to twenty eight walks to start a season in an era where I mean strikeouts are I mean. Players are striking out all the time mm-hmm. in in college baseball. Yeah, I mean it's a uh, it's a very promising start to an Auburn career that may last more than one season. Who knows? But might yeah, just he's be... a senior in eligibility. It it would be it would be quite the surprise. No, but he's he's out to a he's off to a great start. And we're going to talk. And the, and the major league draft is more than five rounds. We're, we're, we're going to talk you with uh, we're going to talk with Sonny Deshera at the bottom of the hour. Yes, we will. So uh, so stay tuned for that. Uh, again, the. Uh, some of the, the news of the day we, we mentioned in the uh, first hour. Um, Ralph Spry is uh, stepping. He's going to retire after 25 years as Auburn's track and field coach. Yeah, I mean, it was a, uh, I mean, an outs- a great run. National championship in 2006, uh, coaching the women. Uh, a lot of... Um, a lot of success as a you know top fives, top twenty fives. I mean, he, Ralph Spry had a uh, had had a, had a really really uh, a, just a a memorable run quarter century of, uh, of 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 time as the head coach of the Auburn uh, track and fields program. And uh, yeah, wish wish him all the best as uh, as he announces that he will retire following uh, this season. Um, I was just checking with Drew. I mean, as Jason was saying, man, there have been all kinds of media opportunities in the last few days. Going to see if we can uh, run some audio for you. How about a little Bruce Pearl talking oh, about sure. putting the roster back together with the announcements this week about uh, Jabari Smith and Walker Kessler making it official that they're moving to the NBA. Uh, we will we'll let you hear some of that again. Uh, again, we, we'd love for you to text us on the drive text box as we apologize for the phones being down. But text us at 334-564-1840. We'll continue with more of the Wednesday Drive. 
live on The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067. And online at ESPNAU.com. And on Fox Sports Central Alabama at 98.3 FM in Birmingham and Sylacauga. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502. Or email us at thedrive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into the Wednesday Drive. Again, coming up the bottom of the hour, we're going to spend some time with Sonny DeShera. Um, Bruce Pearl, though, earlier today met with the media and talked a little bit about the restructuring of the team and, uh, you know, looking back a little and then looking ahead in Auburn basketball. Uh, yeah, a lot to go over. Um, and uh, let's get started. I'll, I'll just start talking a little bit about some things I'm sure you're going to want to ask. You could have follow-ups and, and, and things along those lines. Um, uh, first off, um, we had a uh, – just getting back from the Final Four now, um, uh, did get the opportunity to join Walker and his family uh, at uh, you know, a very special awards ceremony, the Naismith Awards. Uh, um, you know, Beth Bass received a – sort of a lifetime achievement award for what she's done for women's basketball, Jim Nance uh, on the men's side, and then uh, the national coach of the year, the national player of the year, and the defensive player of the year. So there are really only five awards given, and um, it was a very strong room. And Walker Kessler and his family were in that room, uh, which is quite an accomplishment. Uh, so... Um, um, you know, really, really happy for Walker. Um, upon winning the award, uh, Walker and I visited a little bit after the ceremony, and where he told me that, uh, and thank, why well, he thanked me and told me that he was uh, going to uh, go into the draft, and and uh, obviously was very grateful for um, the opportunity at Auburn. And uh, um, I think it's, I think it was hard for Walker because I think he really. Uh, he was very torn about coming back uh, or going in, um, but he's projected to be a late first-round pick right now, and maybe he can work his way up uh, through workouts and interviews. Um, but he's but he's put himself in a good spot, and um, um, and uh, so therefore uh, he and his family made that decision to uh, to go um, with uh, you know Jabari. Um, Next week he'll receive, I think it's the U.S. Basketball Writers Association uh, Freshman of the Year. I, I don't know that there is any other national uh, Freshman of the Year award that's out there. Um, but it's it's incredible because we deal with it all the time. And I don't even mind saying it because I'll say it. You know, if you're, a, <laughs> if you're a top 25 high school prospect and you've signed with Auburn, let's say you're ranked 25th. Uh, and you are ranked 25th, and you sign with one of the blue blood programs in our country. You got a better chance of being a McDonald's All American going there than you do Auburn. That's just always been the case, and I don't think that's ever going to change. But one thing has changed, um, and that is the recognition that both Walker Kessler and Jabari Smith have gotten at a national level was absolutely out of reach for Auburn basketball. It was not; it was just out of reach. Those and then this year, take Jabari Smith. The the two other freshmen that Jabari is constantly compared to, as far as who's going to go one, two, or three, 
is Chet Holmgren at Gonzaga and Pablo Bancaro at Duke. Those two guys both had fantastic years, and they had them at Gonzaga and Duke. But it was still Jabari Smith at Auburn. That was right up there with those guys all year long, receiving the 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 attention, uh, the accolades, and the and the awards. Don't think it's uh, an accident that College Game Day came to Auburn. They didn't come to Auburn for Bruce Pearl. College Game Day came to Auburn for Jabari Smith and Walker and Kessler and the Auburn Tigers and the Jungle and that home court advantage. Uh, <laughs> and. Those things just don't happen without Jabari and Walker. We don't win an SEC championship in a year where it was really hard to win a championship because there were so many really good teams. I'm going to dispel the rumor that the SEC was overrated during the course of the season. That's just not right. It's wrong. We demonstrated that throughout the year. I'll use Kentucky as an example. Kentucky beat North Carolina by how many and won at Kansas in like February by how many? Was it February or late January? Whenever the Big 12 SEC challenge is. Um, and I say that with North Carolina and Kansas playing the national championship game, um, that's just a fact. We won the Big 12 SEC challenge. Um, I think we should have gotten more than the six teams in, but we didn't, but we got six teams in. Why didn't we advance in the NCAA tournament? They partly due to matchups. Um, I think partly due to the grind of the SEC this year. I'm not offering excuses. There's no excuses here. I, I just I just talk about answering question and, and explanations as to we have to ask the question why was Arkansas the only team that got to the Elite Eight when there were probably three or four teams, including Auburn, that could have, but didn't. Um, I can say for us, the grind of being in that SEC regular season and trying to win that championship was grueling. And um, and the only three games we lost was a court storm in Arkansas, court storm in Florida, and uh, and 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 the Tennessee. Um, at Arkansas, we had we had a lead in regulation. A couple things didn't go our way at the end of the game, uh, and we lose our. And then we go to Florida. We got the ball to win it late. Uh, so an overtime game, and we got the ball late to win it. And then we go to Tennessee. We're down three with about a minute to go. They've got the ball. I mean, we're, we're right there to go 15-3 and three in an amazing regular season run. I do think it wore us out. I do think we, were, we, 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 we never got a, a, a huge second win. That I know we got a 19 after we finished fifth in the regular season. And won our last four regular season games, got hot in the tournament, got hot at the end, and made our run. Uh, this team was very special. Um, we had a we had the best front line in college basketball, and um, between Jalen Williams and Jabari Smith, Walker Kessler, and Dylan Carwell, that was the best front line in college basketball, and we took full advantage of them. Um, and, um, I just, you know, I just really proud of our guys for what they did during the course of the regular season. Uh, 
let's see, Jabari made his announcement yesterday. Um, you know, you know, it's funny. Um, Jabari felt it necessarily, just like Walker did, but Jabari felt it necessary to come in and see me and tell me he was made that decision. I, I thought it was just, it's just what he does. Like Jab everything he does, he does the right way. Like, do you think Jabari really needed to come and tell me he was going to be eligible for the draft? <laughs> you know, that's a foregone conclusion. But he felt it was the right thing to do and wanted to know what I thought about it. And uh, so uh, for Jabari to, to stay home, um, his family was just wonderful, as was Walker's, you know, to work with you know, throughout the, throughout the year. And, uh, just to coach Pearl, I'm on, I'm on with the media. Can I call you back? Yeah, All right. Thank you. Um, just, just the whole story about, um, you know, playing at Sandy Creek high school, just appreciating how we recruited them from at a very early age, and really grateful for the opportunity, and I think Walker the same way, to stay home, to come home in Walker's case and stay home in Jabari's case and have a chance to realize their goals and dreams of being in the NBA and win a championship. And that's the biggest thing we've tried to do with this program is I couldn't look kids, I couldn't look Jared Harper and Bryce Brown in the eye when I recruited them and say, you can come to Auburn, you can get to the NBA and win championships. Because we hadn't yet. And all those guys over the last five years have been able to come here, stay home, win championships, and go play professionally, get their degrees. That's the foundation we built, and now we've got to try to rebuild. Um, when you lose two great players like Walker and Jabari, and uh, it's it's uh, it's obviously going to be challenging, but that's the beauty of what we're doing. Um, we've got one really good piece, uh, actually. Is Johan Johan is he committed but not signed? So I can't talk about him. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, okay. Um, so I can't. I won't. Can't. Won't talk any further about that. But we were we we we're rebuilding. Um, Devin Cambridge, I'm very happy for Devin. Um, Devin was very loyal to our program. Um, Devin just found himself in a, in a position, uh, where everybody was coming back and, and what was, what was, what was going to change for Devin. Um, and, uh, I just think, I think he wanted a, a more significant role. So I appreciate Devin. I appreciate the three years that he was here, and um, I understand his decision. Uh, I, you know, I believe if if it's best for the student athletes, it's what's best. And I think I think this very well could. I hope it turns out uh, well for him that he gets a, a bigger role uh, at his next stop. That's uh, Bruce Pearl, who spent some time with the media earlier today. Yep, he was talking rebuilding. I think a lot of a lot of folks feel like it's 
a little more reloading than rebuilding. But yes, they're still looking for some some other pieces to add. And as we were talking with Jason Caldwell in the first hour, um, you might you might look back. Uh, it might not just be next week, but uh, sometime in the summer when you look and go, oh, here's what we have for the upcoming season. We need to get to our bottom of the hour break. When we come back, we're going to be joined by Auburn first baseman Sonny Deshara with Tiger Takes here on the Wednesday Drive. ESPN 1067. Online at ESPNAU.com. And on Fox Sports Central Alabama at 98.3 FM in Birmingham and Sylacauga. To be a part of the drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502. Or email the drive at ESPNAU.com. And welcome back into the drive here on this Wednesday afternoon. Sun's trying to come out even though it was still raining uh, so, yeah, just be careful if you're out and about this afternoon. But welcome back in. It is time now for our weekly Tiger Take segment brought to you by Auburn University Credit Union. Today we are joined by Auburn first baseman Sonny DeShara uh, on Tiger Takes, which is proudly presented again by Auburn University Credit Union. Finance with family. Visit myaucu.org to learn more. Sonny, uh, first of all, man, Congratulations on the outstanding start, and welcome into the drive. Yes, sir, thank you. Proud to be here, man. What what a start it has been for you, and I mean, so many so many things to talk about. We were just talking about some of the numbers. Congratulations on being named to the midseason Golden Spikes list. Uh, that that's a big honor right there. Uh, but but you're putting up numbers that in my best games and my best days at video games. I, I didn't have any guys that could put up numbers like you're doing. Leading the nation in batting, leading the nation in on-base percentage. Uh, you are second in the nation in slugging percentage. Uh, and and eight homers when when they ever throw you the ball. I mean, does does the baseball look like a, a, a grapefruit or a balloon coming to the plate right now? <laughs> I mean, I wish it was that easy to say <laughs> that, but... No, no, man. I'm uh, I'm really just trying to stick to, my, stick to who I am, stick to my, and just kind of let them be. Things go the same way. Sonny, I'd, I'd be interested to know what's changed about your approach, or what what's different about playing SEC college baseball after moving up from the uh, you know from from a I don't want to call it a lower level because I'm a big fan of the mid majors uh, here on the uh, on, on the program in, in all sports, but this is a it's a bit of an adjustment, I imagine. I want to know what's uh, what's been different and what's uh, you know what what's been kind of the same about this season of college baseball now that you're here at Auburn. Yeah, I mean, I think it's 
Uh, yes, sir. Well, I mean, you know, baseball is baseball. It's no matter where you play it. Um, I wouldn't say my approach has really changed. I've just kind of more bought it to uh, sticking to who I am, not going outside of who I am. That's just been a huge for my sense of not expanding and trying to be somebody I'm not. You know, uh, let's, uh, before we just, just completely just, uh, um, sit here and, and praise and praise and sort of embarrass, uh, Sonny, I want to talk, want to get his thoughts on, uh, the, the team really playing well. Back to back road wins, back to back road series wins. I mean, those are hard to come by in this league, especially at the box. That was, uh, was that your first trip down to Baton Rouge? That's a, that's an interesting place to go, and the, and the fans really get into it. Oh yes, sir. That was absolutely amazing. That was my first time being there, and I mean, I've in our other road trip, Texas A&M as well. We played at Texas A&M last year, but I mean, the box is just some it's a different time and place. I mean, it was absolutely to play there in that atmosphere. Yeah, and you know that I don't. I, I wish I could explain our road success, but we really, really like playing on the road. And we just kind of feel like it's just, you know, 60 people that come with us, you know, with a few fr- fans sprinkled in there when we're playing, you know, seven, eight hours away. And it's just kind of us against the world over there. It, it, we just we just love the pressure. We love it. You know, a, a couple of the things, just looking at some of the numbers here, I uh, mentioned your, your on-base percentage, which is mind-boggling at over, at over 600. But the team has a, a 400, a little... A, a, an on-base percentage of over 400. Just talk about the approach. Um, I, I'm sure a good bit of that goes back to to our good friend and and my former my former color guy and, and Gabe Gross. But I mean, just talk about the the team approach and uh, the, the ability. You know, when you get so many guys on base, it really creates opportunities. Yes, sir. Absolutely. I mean, we. We are really heavy on two strike hitting, and that's just kind of right. You know, one one through nine hitters aren't going to be able to hit, you know, 15 home runs a year. We're not all just going to bash them all around the park, and so we really had to buy into that two strike approach and just not giving in at the plate and just be who we are, just trying to get on base as much as we can, and it's worked out so far. Four hundred is absolutely incredible as well, and we got to look to keep improving. Yeah, no question about it, and it's really good when you when when you're there and 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 you're seeing um, you know a little more consistency there with pitching. Joseph, I thought it was great to get him back and have him give you six strong innings the other day. Hayden uh, is really coming on. I mean, that's that's what you want as as you get into the meat of SEC play. Uh, you, you need that depth on the pitching staff. Oh, absolutely. I think we have, I think we have one of the best depths in the SEC and bullpen wise. Um, it's just, just a matter of guys going out there and, you know, it, it just throwing strikes, getting the ball over the plate, getting ground balls. It's just, it all comes down to the end of the game. You know, when it's a tight one, we got to have strikes thrown. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, talking with our uh, t- talking with Sonny Deshera, the uh, uh, first baseman for the Auburn Tigers. On the uh, we still got him. We, 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 okay, yeah, still uh, yeah. Talking with Sonny Deshera here on the Wednesday edition of the Drive. Looking forward to uh, getting a chance to talk with Sonny. Yeah, we're we're having yeah, you a, got it, Sonny. Yeah, we're having a slight reception problem, but I think we got you back, uh, Sonny. I, I'd I'd love to know 
uh, the uh, yeah, yeah we, we got you. We, we can hear you. We got so so Vanderbilt this weekend. Okay, what's okay. been uh, yeah. what's been preparation like for the uh, uh, for the uh, for the Vanderbilt series uh, this weekend uh, between? Uh, can, do you think he can hear us? Maybe okay. Yeah, so, I, don't, I don't know if he can hear uh, us. We'll, we'll, if he if he can uh, if he can get to us, we'll, we'd uh, love love to know the. Yeah, uh, I got, yeah. All right, very, oh, very okay, cool. Good. All right, yeah, love love to know what preparation has been like with Vanderbilt coming to town this weekend, Sonny. We're not just as series, you know. It's just like I said. It's just a game to beat the game, and we haven't really paired you know, as if the you know a different team coming in here. We just know we just got to keep playing well like we have been and just stick it to them. Uh, hopefully, hopefully you can you can hear this because there are a couple of questions I've got to I've got to ask of Sonny. One is. Your, your walk, your walk-up music, Sonny. Who came up with that? Was that your idea? Uh, it's it's one of the uh, it's one of the more fun uh, walk-ups that, that everybody and including you appear to really enjoy. Yeah, I've actually had that since high school. Um, cool. I don't. There's no really to it, so just. <laughs> it's man, it's great. Uh, it's, it it is abs- absolutely perfect. I just kept it. Oh yeah, and then I just you know here's here's one. I don't know if you already have this, but uh, you, you've uh, it's it's just such a natural for you to be uh, you to be hooked up with an NIL with with Sunny D the drink. I mean, you know that's something I remember back when my boys were playing ball. That was always you know the the most popular drink that you took, even from the days of t-ball all the way through high school. Um, but but just uh, just just want to make sure that the NIL folks realize what a great great uh, and just natural pair that should be with you. Oh man, did we lose him? Yeah, I guess we lost him. Uh, we we apologize. Yeah yeah, we apologize for the uh, um, for the technical problems there. Talking with uh, Sonny Deshera, we're going to see if we can get him back and maybe get a little, have a little better connection as we wrap it up. Though Auburn getting ready for a big, big series against Vanderbilt this weekend on a day. Uh, we'll we'll get to break and see if we can continue and wrap things up with Sonny Deshera, part of Tiger Takes, brought to you by Auburn University Credit Union here on the Wednesday Drive. Time to churn up some more yardage on the drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com and on Fox Sports Central Alabama at 98.3 FM in Birmingham and Sylacauga. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502 or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into The Drive here as we uh, head head toward the end of the show here at six o'clock uh we apologize for some of the technical problems that we had bill and dan here in the wow business studio drew feverishly working at the controls as we spend a couple of more minutes with sonny to share auburn first baseman part of tiger takes our regular weekly segment sonny i don't know if you had a chance to uh uh to to hear the last question just sort of messing around but i mean has has anybody said oh yeah you ought to be you ought to be doing a deal with sonny d the drink uh, it, it's actually said every day. Yeah, no somebody. kidding. <laughs> I mean, uh, we we got in contact, and they just—it's just the wrong time for them after COVID and everything, and they don't really have a marketing department. So, you know, maybe something in the future, but 
for now, we'll just we just won't be together, I guess. Well, talk. Uh, you know, you mentioned it a little bit earlier, but I mean, uh, spending this year coming into Auburn and just to talk about the transition and and how things are going for you as you know, obviously going very well on the field, but just talk about uh, the decision to spend uh, your senior season here on the plains. Uh, yes, sir. Well. I mean, one of the biggest changes I'd have to say is going from a campus in uh, at Sanford, which was like, you know, maybe half a mile long to this ginormous place they call Auburn. Uh, it's just like a complete world of difference. And, you know, I mean, the change has really been better for me mentally and emotionally. Like it's just being able to walk around this beautiful campus and just know, you know, like, hey, I'm actually going to Auburn University, you know. It's just an awesome, awesome experience. Well, we're happy to have you here on campus. Keep up the great work on the field. And, and yeah, we're looking forward to talking to you every Wednesday as part of Tiger Takes uh, this season, thanks to our friends at, at Auburn University Credit Union. Go ahead and uh, tell folks uh, how they can follow you on social media if they want to, uh, if they want to keep up with all things uh, Sonny DeShera. Uh, yeah, you guys, uh, both my Instagram and Twitter handle is just my name, Sonny DeShera. No spaces in between. Simple enough. So, simple enough. Outstanding. Sonny, hey, uh, again, uh, congratulations on the uh, outstanding season to this point. Best of luck this weekend against the, Com- uh, against the Commodores. Yes, sir. Thank you, guys. Where are you? All right. Sonny DeShera joining us. Yes, Tiger Takes, proudly presented by Auburn University Credit Union, Finance with Family. Visit myaucu.org to learn more. Usually a pretty good crowd, especially when the A-Day, oh, yeah. with the A-Day folks coming in. Oh, there's going to be great crowds, I think, this weekend. Looks like nice weather. Going to be a little cooler, but I mean, we've got, uh, you know, Friday evening, Saturday late afternoon. Saturday, it's a four o'clock start with A-Day at uh, one. I mean, that'll be great. Folks can go to A-Day, walk across, you know, walk across the street, check out, uh, check out baseball, then Sunday afternoon. Post-game Saturday? What's a post-game, uh, post-A-Day Saturday, you get the baseball game or right, right in that, uh, in the, in that ballpark? Yeah, there's usually a nice, uh, nice atmosphere on campus. So looking forward to that. Good opponent, Vanderbilt coming in to, uh, to take on Auburn. They're, they're still number 12 in the nation despite their struggles lately. They've lost five straight, as Jason said. Yeah, six o'clock Friday, you know four good, o'clock Saturday, one o'clock Sunday. You know how good you have to be? To be on a five-game losing streak and have people be, yeah. have, have people vote nationally you tw- ranked twelve in the major league right. in the in the in the in the national baseball poll. Yeah, I think it's going to be a uh, yeah a, a great series this weekend, and uh, looking forward to a uh, to yeah big crowd uh, for the uh, for for the, for the Tigers as the A Day uh, folks will, will make it uh, you know even more energy Friday and Saturday with the uh, with with the influx of people here in the Auburn area. Yeah, I think Sonny was uh, you know getting a little uh, embarrassed. Uh, with, with with all the accolades and the numbers <laughs> that I was throwing out there beginning. Didn't even mention, you know, he homered his first SEC at bat as well. Like the transition to the SEC um, hasn't been that terribly difficult. But as he said, it's baseball. I mean, and and let's face it, Sanford plays a pretty tough, a very tough baseball schedule for, you know, they don't just play teams in their conference. Yeah, and we'll find out. I mean, we'll ask him baseball questions, too. But, I, you know, I also think it's really interesting, like it was with Zepp, you know, to get someone's initial impressions as a transfer of the Auburn area, of the Auburn campus. Right. You know, what, what sort of teammates is he bonding with, things like that. So we'll, we'll have opportunities to talk with Sonny. If you have any questions that you'd like us to ask uh, Sonny DeShera, don't, you know, feel free to uh, either, you know, most of the time you'd call in, but you can text us, 334-564-1840 on the drive. 
Drive text box presented by Southeastern Industrial Contractors. Speaking of Southeastern Industrial Contractors, if you missed anything from today's show, Jason Caldwell uh, throughout our number one mm-hmm. or Sonny Tejera in the uh, in, in the segment we just wrapped up, you can catch podcasts of The Drive wherever you listen to podcasts, your favorite podcasting platform, ESPNAU.com, the ESPN 106.7 app. You can find daily podcasts of The Drive presented by Southeastern Industrial Contractors, an Alabama-based firm now hiring for great-paying, skilled trade positions. Yeah, I was trying to get to a story I was mentioning to you. I saw something earlier today on ESPN, uh, and and I thought it was very interesting. It was, I just saw an update about it, that story. It's a very... Uh, uh, very rarely discussed. As a matter of fact, I don't know that I had even heard of this until earlier today. A story about um, NCAA schools and a rule that the NCAA had passed. Uh, the NCAA, according to the story by Dan Murphy of ESPN, the NCAA changed its rules this past, uh, well, in, actually in August 2020, to allow schools to pay each of their athletes up to $5,980 per year as a reward for academic performance. And it went on to explain that that odd dollar amount was calculated during legal proceedings because that is equal to the maximum amount of financial value that an athlete can receive in one year from awards related to athletic performance, like the Heisman Trophy, what the financial value of that would be. And the Supreme Court uh, solidified the federal judge's ruling in June. Well, now, it, 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 but go ahead. So we talked about this back in 2020. I do remember this. So this, or, no, this was this was last summer. So in 2021, the Supreme Court ruled in favor of former players who had uh, who had sued the NCAA regarding compensation. This was a, there was right. a West Virginia for a West Virginia football player named Sean Alston uh, who reviewed a he filed a case in 2014. Uh, and the judge in that case determined that schools should be able to provide their athletes with educational equipment, study abroad programs, internships, and cash rewards for academic accomplishments. That was, there was a five-year legal battle right. that eventually worked its way last year to the Supreme Court. They ruled in favor, they ruled with the judge that College athletes should be, uh, you know, sh- should be able to be provided with these things. Uh, the NCAA for academics, right? Right. Now, this was completely separate from their athletic accomplishments. What I thought was really interesting is uh, ESPN contacted all one contacted one hundred five Division one schools, and twenty two have said. They have plans in place and and do reward their athletes for academic performance. Of those twenty two, Auburn University is one of the twenty two. So so br- briefly, getting back to that twenty twenty one ruling by the Supreme Court. It also, if you talk about, if you hear people say things like the Supreme Court, the uh, the, the NCAA is doomed. Uh, there there are there's a very murky legal picture as far as you know what the NCAA tries to defend with its current business practices. Can that hold up in a court of law? If I could read you a Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh in his uh, in his uh, opinion about the case as far as uh, the athletes receiving extra benefits uh, for, uh, for, for academic uh, achievement and, and even things like cash bonuses. Quote, 
The NCAA's remaining compensation rules also raise serious questions under current antitrust laws. All of the restaurants in a region cannot come together to cut cooks' wages on the theory that customers prefer to eat food from low-paid cooks. Law firms cannot conspire to cabin lawyer salaries in the name of providing legal services out of a love for the law. Hospitals cannot agree to cap nurses' income in order to create a purer form of helping the sick. Movie studios cannot collude to slash benefits to camera crews to kindle a spirit of amateurism in Hollywood. Price-fixing labor is price-fixing labor, unquote. All right, but this, uh, again... That's as far as, you know, the NCAA's pictures moving forward. I just wanted to get the... I just wanted folks to understand that Auburn is one of just 22 schools that is rewarding athletes for academics. And I think that's great. Um, I thought it was interesting. There are nine of the 22 schools are from the Southeastern Conference. But you'd be surprised to realize the schools that are not. Well, these were... Now, because there's been an update to this story since... It's added one. Right. Who who they added? Uh, they added uh, somebody that was... Is Alabama the on the list? No. Because Alabama's... Because Greg Byrne told Pete Thamel that Alabama does do it. So okay. maybe there was, in, the, in right. the data collecting, maybe some of the schools didn't provide up-to-date information about whether or not... But Pete Thamel tweeted in the last hour or so. Uh, okay. I, I just spoke with because Alabama I see ADF. a list of 22, and it doesn't include Alabama. So, so Pete Thamel... Georgia is yeah. not on the list. Texas A&M is not on the list. Pete Thamel tweeted out that he spoke with Greg Byrne. Alabama, quote... Alabama is one of the schools doing the Alston payment to athletes, and they've been doing it from when it was first available, unquote. That's okay. according to uh, to Pete Thamel. So it does seem like maybe it's widespread. If anything, it does well, sort of highlight... it's not widespread if, if, if only 20% of the schools in the country are doing it. could become widespread. Right now, it seems like it's an issue well, for, it, for a couple of bowl subdivision programs, but you're right. What's the holdup if you're... Uh, but but you wonder if, if everyone... You know, you wonder if there could be holdups. Well, five schools in the Big 12 said they do... Five said they do not. The ACC and Pac-12 have a total of three schools paying bonuses. They said they will not pay bonuses. Advantage SEC. Absolutely. I was going to say widespread maybe across the SEC. Yes. I mean, if you look and it's going to be. The SEC is by far, has by far the most schools that are taking advantage of this. Well, and, and some of that comes from the. Money that's coming the, into the, the SEC. Yeah, the the and, yes. well, no, and and there's another broadcast. There's another broadcast agreement coming. I mean, that's what I mean. The money, the money is what it is now. Wait right. till wait till Texas and Oklahoma are in. And there's a. I mean, the the. Mon- I just thought that was really interesting because we had not talked about the pay. You know, we talked about NIL, and that schools could not be involved in that, but schools can reward the players for academics. With, with equipment and money. I mean, yes. there's, a, there's a lot of different things schools can now do that even a couple of years ago were considered uh, illegal extra benefits for student-athletes. All right, uh, fun show here on Thursday. Again, we apologize for the phone problems. We have full confidence that they will be working tomorrow. Our thanks to Jason Caldwell, Sonny DeShara, and our texters. That's right, going to talk today. with Justin Ferguson from the Auburn Observer tomorrow. And, uh, and you never know who else might drop by on the drive. Uh, that is true. So uh, join us in. But that's going to wrap things up for the uh, Wednesday drive. Have a good one, everybody. We are out of here.